This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at thebbqguru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com, like them on their Facebook fan page, Sucklebusters, or visit thetexasbbqforum.com. Check them out and see why Sucklebusters means busting with flavor. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler, the official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700. And by Butcher Barbecue, makers of injections, sauces, and rubs. Find them online at butcherbbq.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, a leader in the pellet grill market. You can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by CookinPellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at CookinPellets.com, or you can find them at Amazon.com as well. Okay, whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big barbecue central show. Oh yeah, it's the uh, show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, I am more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show if you'd care to, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Let me turn my uh, phone down here. Get that going up. If you didn't sign up for the newsletter, here's what's happening this evening, in case you're just joining us. In about 13 minutes from now, or 14 past, or 46 minutes till the top of the hour, he was the recurring third Tuesday of the month guest for a number of months. Then the end of the year happened, then it kind of fell out of touch, and 
Not sure exactly what transpired, but nevertheless, after some due diligence and pounding of the pavement, making sure that uh, things were set back up, I am happy, proud, and otherwise excited to say that Stephen Reichlin will be joining us once again at 914. Uh, here going forward, too, by the way. I know I said a week ago or two weeks ago that Stephen was going to be resuming his third Tuesday of the month. I can indeed confirm that that is the case. So we have Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment the first Tuesday of the month. We have Meathead Goldwyn the second Tuesday of the month. We have Stephen freaking Reichlin, the third Tuesday of every month going forward. And might I say, he is the newest soon-to-be-inducted-into-the-Barbecue-Hall-of-Fame, Stephen Reichlin as well. So as you look at the recurring segments that we have over the course of this show each and every month. Two of the three, and I would imagine at some point soon, three of the three, and perhaps if the show stretches on for years and years to come and these guests still recur on this show once a month in their particular time slots, I can't believe I'm going to say it out loud. Can you believe this? There's a 99.9% chance that host and three recurring guests, all Barbecue Hall of Fame. What? Yes. How amazing would that be? Nevertheless, at this point, should math serve me correctly, which rarely it does, 50% of host and recurring guests, Barbecue Hall of Fame. Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy, and now soon to be Stephen Reichland. So... That's very exciting in its own right. I mean, wow. Okay, so I got off track there because I was very excited. Uh, 914 Stephen Reichlin, barbecuebible.com, his website. Then at 935, because I dusted him off in the second hour last week because of a Cavs game, the pitmaster of Mama and Papa Joe's barbecue team, Clarence Joseph. CJ! Bringing it back. Reload him. I apologize. Then we move to the second hour. And that's where it starts to break loose a little bit. At 10.14, a first-timer of the show, somebody who I have wanted to have on this show for probably well over a year, and you get busy doing certain stuff, and you start focusing on it, or something new comes, whatever. No excuses and no names, as we say on this show. Courtesy of the really big show. The really, really, really big show. Junior Urias. Pitmaster of Up and Smoke. You saw him this past weekend, or this past week, sorry, on a Barbecue Pitmasters. He won his particular round. Now, moving on, that was like a qualifying round. And he moves on to the next round, or maybe that's the finals of Barbecue Pitmasters this season. Look, honestly, I haven't seen one episode this year. Uh-oh. I know. I haven't. I'm not going to pretend. And for those that say that I have people on from the TV shows because it generates viewers and all that other... When was the last time I mentioned Barbecue Pitmasters on this show this season? I can tell you when. Never. Haven't done it. Look, I'm not saying that I don't like the show. It just doesn't grab my interest anymore. It doesn't. Me and John Marcus are alike. We're the same. We're not the same. He's successful. I'm here in my basement. 
So Junior Urias coming. Uh, sorry, Junior Urias. Junior Urias coming up in the second hour, ten fourteen, and then at ten thirty-five. Oh my goodness! You ever wanted to get in on the show? Yeah. Oh, ten thirty-five. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? That could be giving away some stuff. We could be taking phone calls. If you've ever wanted to get on the show and talk about something, maybe you're going to be competing for the first time this coming weekend. You want to grab the show, Karma. Look, how many times have I said? You come on the show on a Tuesday, you go to compete this coming weekend, inevitably you wind up winning the whole freaking thing because that's what happens. The show karma is right. It's time-tested. It's kid-approved. It's mother-approved. It's pitmaster-approved. It's all approved all over the face of the earth. So if it's the first time you're going to be competing this coming weekend, get in at 10.35 for the next... Or for those, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 minutes, whatever the segment time is. You're going to be happy you did. Look here. Look who showed up in the instant chat room. It's none other than Barbecue Maven, Dave Bosk. Welcome, Dave, to the show. Longtime show sponsor. Who's got their grilling oils? I can't wait to get mine. Get those grilling oils. I'm not even kidding. So there's your lineup for tonight. Stephen Reichland, 914. After that, Clarence Joseph. Junior Urias up in smoke, and then we have an open segment currently at 10.35. As I mention each and every time we do this show, if you could just do me one single favor. The first person that sends out the contact list email, go to all contacts, go to blind carbon copy, add everybody, add me in there too because I want to see and say, hey, the Barbecue Central show's on right now. If you want to listen to it just audible, Go to thebbqcentralshow.com. If you want to see it on your computer screen, go to outdoorcookingchannel.com and send it off. I'll give you a free bottle of barbecue sauce right out of the Barbecue Central Show vault, the prize vault, as it were. Or if you know somebody that has Roku and that's all they watch, I mean, let's face it, cable prices are rising and it's not as in the budget to maintain uh, the traditional cable or satellite. Man, I remember when I had DirecTV. I mean, man, it was getting up 200 plus a month. And I didn't have jack. I had slow. I had like a completely different person for internet. I had a completely different person for landline phone. So... Needless to say, a lot of people have ditched the cable altogether. I mean, I would I tell I tell my wife every time. If it was just me as a single guy, I would ditch the TV, the phone. I would just have high-speed internet. I'd watch everything at my convenience and go from there. So, what can I tell you? But uh, tell everybody the show's on. Uh, get the replays at the various different sites or just visit the website tomorrow for your various replays. I'm more than happy to I supply them for you as well. Dave Bosca asking me in the chat room, Greg, do you think Curry should get MVP for a win tonight? You know, that's tough to say. I've always been a believer. Uh, well, not a believer, but I've always been under the impression that if you're going to be an MVP or the MVP traditionally goes to the player on the winning team. And I don't foresee any reason why that would. I mean, LeBron James has been having an absolutely ridiculous postseason or ridiculous finals 
uh, shorthanded to say the least. Uh, I don't think that the Cavaliers are going to lose tonight purely on emotion. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did because they're only running six and seven players out there. So they have to be completely mentally and physically exhausted. But I think who deserves it? LeBron James deserves it hands down. You can't argue. Statistically, you can't argue. However, I think Curry or Andre Iguodala would get most valuable player. Plus, let me remind you that uh, Steph Curry has not been having uh, what one would call a great finals or an MVP final. So I think you've got a fight between Steve, uh, Stephen Curry and Andre Iguodala should they win tonight and get coronated on the Quicken Loans Arena floor, which I would hate to see. Stephen Reichland coming up out of the break. Are you interested in taking barbecue or smoked food to the next level? Have you thought about starting a catering business, opening a food truck or a restaurant? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, let Cook Shack help you be successful. Register for Cook Shack's Fast Eddie restaurant and catering class to be held in July. The class is held at the Country Club in Ponca City, Oklahoma, and uses their commercial kitchen. You will see how to cook on a Cook Shack charbroiler. An FEC 500, a 120, an SM160, all smokers used during the class will be available for purchase at a special rate for participants at that class. The class has a classroom portion and a hands-on portion. If you want to handle meat, rubs, knives, this is the class for you. Each student will learn how to select proper meat cuts, trim the briskets, the pork butts, the ribs, the chicken. Other topics to be discussed will be menu items, cook and hold techniques, food safety, brining, profitability, and yields. It also includes setup of a dinner service and then working the service line for the patrons of the country club. The instructors for this legendary Ed Marin, Barbecue TV Pitmasters finalist, Dave Bosco of Butcher Barbecue Competition Team, and Cook Shack CEO President Stuart Powell. Each student will receive a binder with class materials and supplies. And other goodies to take home and also includes three nights of hotel, meals, and a tour of the Cook Shack's manufacturing facility. Class dates are as follows, July 13th and 14th. That's July 13th and 14th. Class size limited, again, to 25 students. They did it a little bit ago. They're going to do it again in July. Limited to 25 students. For more information, contact Krista with Cook Shack at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or email her at C underscore Jones. That's C underscore Jones at cookshack.com. Get in on that. If you are one of the 25 to sign up, I want to know about it. You tell me. Tell me how great that class is. You got Dave Bosca, Fast Eddie, and Stewart teaching that class. Give me a break. It's going to be outrageous. Sign up now, 800-423-0698 or C underscore Jones at cookshack.com. And we are back with new Hall of Famer, Stephen Reichland, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, 31 cities, 500,000 in cash. 
That's right. Cash. Next stop this Saturday, June 20. Bowling Green, Kentucky, a local qualifier that feeds the top six teams in the South Haven, Mississippi regional final that will take place on September 19th. To find out more about the Sam's Club Barbecue Series, check the results or to register your team to compete, you can visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Uh, joining me now, the third Tuesday of the month regular reconvening guest and newest Barbecue Hall of Famer. Stephen Reichlin joining us here on the show. Stephen, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, Stephen, appreciate you uh, making time for the show tonight and kind of getting reconnected. And uh, as as I'm sure you are surprised, many of the listeners surprised that all of Cleveland, Ohio has not shut down for Game 6 of the NBA Finals. But you know what I said? I'm a centralite first, and everything else is second. So we're going to do this show live because uh, perhaps we have a budding dynasty and I'm hedging my bets, but nevertheless. Uh, what has Stephen Reichlin been up to since the last time we talked? Oh, boy, where do I begin? Indeed. Well, first of all, a new TV show for PBS called Project Smoke. We taped it in February and March, uh, and it will launch on July 4th weekend. Uh, it's a show that will do for smoking what Primal Grill did for grilling. Uh, then let's see, another TV show, new one up in Quebec. Uh, that one's called La Tag Barbecue. Some of your listeners may remember I, I have a degree in French literature and I speak French, so this is a, uh, this is a French language barbecue show, uh, in Quebec. Uh, what else? Boy, a new book also called Project Smoke, uh, which I just turned in the manuscript. Uh, next week we're going to be doing the photo shoot in, uh, Hudson Valley, New York. So I think in the last two months, I've maybe slept home four nights. <laughs> Indeed, it sounds like you've been uh, inordinately busy. Stephen Reichlin joining us here on the show. Uh, Barbecue Bible website, if you want to check Stephen out and see all the blog posts that are coming out, uh, which I certainly appreciate since I'm subscribed to the newsletter. Uh, Stephen, if we can kind of hit on some of the things that you just mentioned, uh, you are... Uh, it, it, look, I'm not here to, to kiss your ass, but look, uh, you, you've kind of innovated the barbecue and the grilling TV show. Of course, I know you uh, best from you know, 10, 12, 13 years ago, however long it was, uh, with Barbecue University on PBS. And me and my mom would watch you on uh, television each and every weekend doing the Hooli Hooli Chicken. And you had these outrageous uh, scenes with the big fire in the background. It was absolutely fabulous. And uh, certainly that sparked my uh, continuance of love of the art of live fire cooking. How does well, uh, absolutely uh, and thank you by the way. Um, so you have Barbecue University, then we go to Primal Grill, and now we're going to Project Smoke. So I guess if you could, uh, in, in a thumbnail type sketch, tell me about Barbecue University. Tell me about Primal Grill, and now tell me about Project Smoke and how they're the same and, and how they're different and, and how they evolve for you every time you go out and do a new TV show. Well, great question. So <coughs> Barbecue University was my first show. Uh, it's based uh, on a school that I actually run. At the time, I ran it at the uh, Greenbrier Resort in uh, uh, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, and we taped that show in location. And it was really a how-to show. The idea was to, to kind of show people step-by-step step how I grill, what I grill, what I discovered in my travels around the U.S. Primal Grill took the idea uh, and... Um, and brought it up a notch. Uh, again, a how-to grilling show. This one filmed in southern Arizona. 
Uh, I like it a lot better. I was a lot more comfortable in television at that point. Uh, had a new producer. Uh, I think it was a much, uh, just a much hipper, edgier, more fun uh, for more fun show. And the theme of that show uh, was really based on my travels around what I call Planet Barbecue, around the world's barbecue trail. Uh, while I was taping that show, I was also writing uh, the, my book, Planet Barbecue. So uh, Primal Grill was a lot more, uh, a lot more international uh, than my first series. Now, in both of those series, I touched on uh, smoking, but the idea with Project Smoke is to really drill down, focus on smoking, focus on all of the methods of smoking, hot smoking, cold smoking, hay smoking, smoke roasting, smoking on a rotisserie, smoking on a wood-burning grill. Uh, that show, show is also taped in uh, southern Arizona, but there are several cool things that distinguish it from the previous shows. And one is a, uh, a much stronger emphasis uh, in this show on using heritage pork, grass-fed beef, organic chicken, organic vegetables. Um, sort of one of my new beliefs, and it comes, um, say at every show, is what you eat and how it was raised matters as much as how you smoke it. Now, I remember when I was traveling around the country to do research for my book, BBQ USA, and for the Barbecue University uh, series, you know, you talk to pitmasters, the great legendary pitmasters in Texas, Kansas City, and they would go on and on uh, about their pits, about their techniques, their wood, their fuel, but not a single word was mentioned about where the meat came from, how the animals were raised, uh, whether they were using industrial meats, whether they were using, uh, you know, farm-raised uh, local meats. Whereas all the new smoker, smoke masters, uh, guys like Billy Durney at uh, Hometown Barbecue in Brooklyn uh, or uh, Q39 in Kansas City uh, or even Aaron Franklin uh, and uh, La Barbecue down in Austin, uh, for all these guys, it's, it, it's almost self-evident that you're going to be using uh, meat raised without antibiotics, without growth hor hormones, heritage pork when you can use it. So that is one very big difference uh, in Project Smoke. And another one, and this was really fun to me, you know, normally with a, often with a cooking show you see a guy on the set and you think, well, you know, he's doing all the work. And we wanted to make Project Smoke as much a TV show about making a TV show as about smoking. So you will see in this show, you will see behind the scenes, you'll see my meetings with our field chefs, you'll see the field kitchen, uh, you'll see the sound guy, the camera guys, what happens when it rains, what happens when there's a, you know, a, a gust of wind that threatens to knock down the silks and all. And I feel like finally the, the team that I work with, and it's a crew of about 25 people, uh, that they all get their due on screen. Do you think that shooting it like that has kind of lent itself to this... I don't know if it's a fascination or, I mean, it's obviously very popular, but you hear the term reality television. So you're shooting a television show that's obviously recorded and then put up in a produced situation, just like, you know, any of the other TV shows that are technically, uh, you know, reality. Uh, but 
you know, this isn't scripted, obviously. I mean, you're cooking something and you're putting it together, but you're dealing with real life elements and, and how these potentially impact a TV show and its cook. Did you want to, was there a concerted effort to kind of uh, piggyback on that kind of a, of a mindset, if you will? Well, I, I like the reality part, um, but it, it is not a competition show. Uh, nobody gets voted off the set. Uh, it's not mean-spirited in any way. And I just, you know, I know there's a, I know that people, some people like those shows. For me, uh, I always rather focus on the positive and what, what you can learn from people um, rather than, you know, sort of the mean-spirited quality. And even the show I was mentioning in, um, in uh, Quebec that I just taped, La Tag Barbecue, I don't know if any of your listeners uh, speak French or live in, um, uh, live in uh, Canada, but that show was kind of an interesting format. So I had a co-host, and we invited six sort of uh, cutting-edge chefs from Montreal uh, to come on the show. Each one came on twice, and we imposed uh, a set of ingredients, a particular grill or smoker. Uh, each chef had one hour to prepare his specialty. Um, so in that sense, it was very reality, and there was, there was kind of a ticking clock and a competition element, you know, the people competing against themselves, I guess. But, and this is the beauty of that show. It was not mean-spirited. Nobody lost. Everybody was a winner. The idea was to sort of, so we, the hosts, and you, the viewers, could kind of see this creativity unfolding before your eyes and how, how restaurant chefs, you know, confronted, some of them confronted with grills that they had never used before, smokers they had never used before, how their minds worked, how their hands worked, how they brought it, pulled it all together. Stephen, do you think that's a, a country thing or a country differentiating thing? When you see in the U.S., people want the controversy, they want the smack talking, they were eliminated and kind of belittled by judges after they've put in an hour or two hours of hard work and their sense of creativity. You go up into French Canada, and you know, as you said, everybody's a winner. Is it just a situation where society up there isn't really into seeing people get their teeth kicked in for the viewers' pleasure? I do believe so. I, I do believe that Canada is a kinder, gentler place. Uh, I do believe that uh, Canadians have a sense of community and care for one another. Uh, how do I say it? A much stronger sense of community. I mean. When I used to go to Canada, because I've been taping shows there, you know, for almost as long as I've been taping shows in the U.S., you know, people would be sort of amazed, first of all, that we didn't have universal health care, and then second of all, that there was such uh, a polemic, such vitriol about, you know, whether we should have it or not. And I, I think the Canadian mentality is, well, of course everybody should have health care, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I don't mean to get into politics here, but... Uh, I do believe that, you know, also Canadians pay, I mean, their taxes are just, uh, they're, they're mind-boggling. <laughs> but not a single person in the 20-person crew person crew out there complained about the taxes. They feel like, yeah, you know, we have this uh, social safety net, we have all of these benefits, um, and this is how society should function. You know, I'm not saying theirs is better than theirs or anything, it's just, it's just different. Stephen Reichlin joining us here on the show, uh, third Tuesday of the month guest. BarbecueBible.com, his website, if you want to check it out here while we're talking. All right, so uh, those are the, the three TV shows that you've done or are currently uh, getting ready to do, and you said 
Project Smoke is set to debut July 4th. Uh, for the first episode, what are you going to be uh, hammering down on so people can oh. be anxious to tune in? Okay, so the first episode is called Smoking 101. And in that show, I wanted to kind of introduce the concept of the show, uh, introduce the crew, and then <coughs> focus on three uh, very essential techniques of smoking. So the first is hot smoking. Uh, the second is cold smoking, and the third is smoke roasting. So I guess one question we should talk about or we should ask right off the bat yep. is what's the difference between smoking and barbecue, right? Because most of your listeners, uh, I'm sure, are, are very uh, deeply committed barbecue enthusiasts. Well, we're, we're, probably opening, that, uh, we're probably opening a Pandora's box, right? Well, <laughs> let's open it. Why not? So, uh, so. I mean, all barbecue is smoked, but not all smoked foods are barbecue, first of all, right? And all you have to do is think about like a Nova Scotia or Scandinavian-style smoked salmon or a ham-like speck from northern Italy or even, for that matter, Virginia ham, you know, from, uh, let's say, Surrey, Virginia. These foods are smoked, but they're not what you would call barbecue. So in that first show, now, hot smoking... Uh, the dish that we uh, used to illustrate that in the uh, in the first show, it's uh, it's kind of a uh, my riff on a, a, a barbecue chicken with white barbecue sauce from uh, from Big Bob's in Decatur, Alabama, and uh, that would be true barbecue. As would the next dish that I prepare in the show, and those are baby back ribs with a cactus pear prickly pear barbecue sauce. Because we were in this beautiful set in the Sonoran Desert surrounded by cactus. Uh, you'll see every once in a while these creatures called javelinas, a sort of wild boar-looking creatures there wander onto the set. I mean, you know, you'll see everything. I mean, you'll see, you'll see everything that happened to us during the taping of that show. You'll see it on the set. But those two dishes were traditional barbecue. Then for cold smoking, I did a dish that I had uh, uh, sampled in Anchorage, Alaska the previous summer, cold smoked scallops. We have these beautiful Kodiak-based scallops. And I cold smoked tomatoes and then made a, uh, a mango jicama salsa. So cold smoking, a very different process. In, in effect, what you're doing is you're flavoring the food with smoke, but you're leaving it essentially raw. So, you know, you could sort of think of barbecue sushi or something like that. So uh, just, uh, the, just to make sure here, uh, Stephen, I apologize yeah. for interrupting. The, the scallops were not like heat cooked like you would normally, like sautéed or, or seared off no, no, or anything no. like that? No, no, no. They were raw scallops. Wow. Uh, and those are safe? Smoker, but nothing more than salt and pepper. Smoked for about two hours, uh, enough to put a sort of a golden burnish of smoke uh, on, the, um, on the scallops, but essentially raw in the center. So, I mean, it was sort of kind of like, you could call it crudo or sashimi, but smoked sashimi. And I guess where so, my confusion comes in is I don't know what fish you're allowed to eat, like, raw. or yeah. Are you allowed to eat all fish raw uh, and shellfish uh, raw or that's no? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, provided it comes from pristine waters, uh, I can't think off the top of my head of a single seafood that you cannot eat raw. And then there are many, you know, like something like oysters, which we actually wound up doing in the last show, the 13th show, and that was a barbecued oyster uh, that we did in the 13th show. Uh, but the other point that I, another thing I want to tell you about the, the first show and all the shows is yep. that 
you will see every imaginable smoker during the course of this 13-week series. You know, we used an electric smoker for the scallops. We used a uh, pit barrel cooker for the chicken. Uh, we used uh, offset barrel smokers. We had ceramic cookers, big green eggs. We had uh, we had smoking guns. We had stovetop smokers. There's one show uh, that's really fun. It's called How to Smoke When You Don't Have a Conventional Smoker. And I kind of I created it for people who maybe live in apartments who don't have smokers or live in cities and don't have access to a conventional smoker or even who have gas grills. And, you know, smoking on a gas grill is notoriously difficult. But in that show, I show you how to smoke an eggplant on your stovetop burner, how to smoke kippered salmon in a stovetop smoker, how to smoke gazpacho using a smoking gun. And then we did this amazing jerk chicken on a gas grill where you recreate a, a wooden grate uh, using pimento wood sticks, and you cook the chicken on that, and the end of the piment- ends of the pimento wood sticks catch fire, so they kind of smoke and burn the chicken while it's cooking. It's really cool. Stephen Reichlin joining us here on the show, barbecuebible.com is website if you want to check it out, if you are looking for some great content on the Internet. Uh, Stephen, just a couple minutes left here. Uh, obviously, Father's Day uh, coming up this weekend. If I could uh, impart upon you to maybe give a few recipe suggestions or, or cocktail suggestions or perhaps, you know, what uh, what it's it's weird, right? Because Mother's Day, you are tasked with having to make the day great. Yep. For some reason, I'm under the impression that for Father's Day, I'm tasked to cook a great meal for everybody because it's Father's Day. I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. That was the lead of my uh, Up and Smoke newsletter today, which went out today. And by the way, if any of your listeners do not subscribe to that newsletter, please go on to barbecuebible.com uh, and subscribe. But uh, absolutely, <laughs> that's the paradox. But you know what? I don't know a single man who would not rather be at his grill cooking for his family than, I don't know, be taken out or you know be served quiche or something like that. Uh, anyway, perfect Father's Day uh, meal, I'm going to build it around steak. I'm going to build it around Extreme Steak, which was a blog we did a couple of weeks ago. And give you three examples right off the bat. Number one, uh, my caveman T-bone, where you grill the steak directly on the embers. Serve with a, uh, it's a quick pan fry of jalapeno, peppers, and garlic. Absolutely amazing. Eye-popping. The crusty char and smoky flavor that you get from roasting on the embers. Just uh, To me, there's no good steak. However, uh, a runner-up to that might be a spruce-grilled steak, where you grill, uh, grill a New York strip steak, and at the last minute, you throw a, uh, a spruce or pine branch on the grill, and you place the steak on top of it. The heat of the grill uh, uh, brings out the oils and the pine needles, which flavor the steak. It looks way cool, and the flavor is just off the charts. All right, so you've you've gone into uh, what people would consider soft wood, right? Pine is is soft wood, yeah, and you're, you're we're not supposed using to stay it away from that, fire, right? And we're not using it for smoking. We're just laying pine branches on the hot fire yeah. to bring out the flavor from the wow. oils. By the way, there's a precedent for this. This is done in uh, in northern Quebec, uh, but also on the west coast of France. Uh, some of your readers may remember in my book. Uh, Planet Barbecue, a dish that's called uh, Eclat de Moule, where you cook mussels on a bed of dry pine needles in a perforated wow. pan over a hot fire. The pine needles catch fire, 
and they smoke roast uh, the mussels. Just a spectacular dish. Wow, absolutely amazing. Uh, all this can be found, of course, barbecuebible.com. And as Stephen just said, if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, shame on you. Uh, well, I'm saying shame on you. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe as well. You're going to be happy that you did barbecuebible.com. Uh, Stephen, always appreciate the time. Happy Father's Day to you, and we'll look for you again next month. Well, to you too. And by the way, uh, on that Father's Day blog, I do uh, give you a list of some of my favorite gifts. It's still not too late with Amazon two-day service to get them for Father's Day. And uh, stephenreichland.com is actually the website for the TV show. So I hope lots of your listeners will be watching us when we air on uh, July 4th weekend. Great talking to you as always, and I look forward to speaking with you next month. All right, we'll do it. There he is, Stephen Reichland, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, barbecuebible.com. And as uh, he just mentioned, stephenreichland.com is his uh, website for the TV show. So check that out as well. Glad to have him back in the rotation. Great conversation. I know a lot of people think that Stephen is uh, somehow, uh, what do you say, snooty, snotty. Hey, look, just because somebody has command of the English language doesn't mean you think I'm snooty too? Outrageous. I'm not. Nobody's got better command of the English language than me. I am superfluous in my audible emanations, and my vernacular is pure. All right, gang, if you are like me, you want to step up that barbecue and grilling game. No easier way to do it than by going to ButcherBBQ.com. That's a winner. Oh, you're going to be happy you did that. Oh, yes. Look, we all know butchers well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird boosters, the open pit pork injections. Oh, my God. What? What? The grilling oils? Yes, sir. Dave, update. Bigger bottles yet? We got bigger bottles for the grilling oils? Let me know. I'll get it at the end. If you want the go-to rubs and the go-to sauces, oh, man, have you found the right place here as well? All endorsed by me. I've tried them all. I love them all. I use them quite a bit. The calves can't box out worth a shit. Down by 10. God. Now... Here's what you need to do. You go to ButcherBBQ.com. You hook up with one of my favorite rubs called the Honey Rub. Oh, my God. It's so good. Then you get some of the sweet barbecue sauce. Then you get some of the injections. Then, because I know you did it, you bought somebody else's barbecue stuff, right? You bought somebody else's barbecue injection commercially. You go to ButcherBBQ.com. You click on the trade-in link. You send that stuff back. You get $200 worth of stuff. Everything's going to ship for free because anything over $200 ships for free at ButcherBBQ.com. And you're just going to be one happy camper. Your wife's not going to be yelling at you for, you know, wasting money, all this stuff. Forget it. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Stock up now. You're going to be happy that you did. Always trust your butcher. Always trust your butcher. ButcherBBQ.com. We are back. With Clarence Joseph from Mama and Papa's Barbecue Team, you are listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. 
All right, we are back. Uh, this portion of the Barbecue Central show being brought to you by the good folks at the Barbecue Guru. I'm sorry, of Green Mountain Grills manufactures some of the best pellet grills on the market. That's right. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about a medium-sized cooker because you're not that big? They got something you can take on tailgates, too? Yeah. They got that. You can run it right from your cigarette lighter if you want. They can supply you with great pellets as well. Check them out. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. You will love yours as well. It's the good folks over at Green Mountain Grills. All right, well, bad news. It appears that I don't have the correct number for Clarence Joseph. Uh-oh. I know. Hold on, I'll get it here. Okay. Yep. Junior's number. Hmm. Gotta find Clarence number. CJ. But I not have the right number. Ugh. Anymore, it's so like labor intensive to call a cell phone anymore. Oh my god. Or uh, to to do it online anymore. How how do I just make a freaking call? Wait, here we go. Add number right. Last time he was on, uh, what you call it? He was on Skype last time. I knew it. Get that big stuff out of here. I knew it. All right. Well, I blocked that one. Oh man, hopefully I didn't screw anything up there. Uh, Cavs are losing in dramatic fashion right now. It's very disturbing to me in many different ways. Uh, nevertheless, to get me over my doldrums right now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, we race over and welcome the pitmaster of Mama and Papa's Barbecue, CJ Clarence. Time, Clarence, how are you, buddy? What's lovely, Greg? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing absolutely uh, fabulous, Clarence. By the way, Clarence Joseph joining us here on the show, Mama and Papa's Barbecue team pitmaster. And, uh, Clarence, I have to apologize because I pushed you off last week because of my calves. And let me tell you something. They're shitting the bed right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am I'm dying. watching as we speak. Oh. Uh, they're not uh, playing up to abilities right now. Oh, it Absolutely is. not. You know, one of the things that uh, a lot of the, the local and the national guys were talking about today were that all of a sudden all of these tickets went up for sale uh, for cheap for tonight's game, and people were wondering if Cavs fans were not all in anymore, or if we were kind of giving up because uh, we're down uh, three to two. But I'm I'm not that uh, I'm not that mindset. I think that we have a, a great chance of winning tonight. We're at our home, and I think it's just the fact that brokers bought too many tickets, and now they're squeezing because people in Cleveland can't afford six and seven and eight hundred dollars a ticket, right? I can absolutely agree with that. Oh my. God, I mean, uh, I, I doubt anybody uh, is giving up at this stage of the game. Uh, still plenty of basketball left. Uh, you know, down one uh, with, with with two games to go. Uh, hey, you just got to put it all out there on the line. So uh, I expect to see uh, uh, Cleveland come out and finish these last three quarters. Uh, 
uh, and leave nothing in the tank. I absolutely hope that is the case. Clarence Joseph joining us here on the show. All right, Clarence, so if we could, uh, let me uh, trace you back, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, uh, you had the uh, Grand Championship at the Smoking Pits for Paws contest uh, down there in Texas. So if you could kind of take me back and, and recap the weekend and, and tell me about the cook a little bit. Uh, a great cook-off. Uh, it was a first-year uh, first event. Uh, uh, about 50 teams showed up, 47 teams showed up. Hot day, uh, which uh, I don't mind. I can deal with the heat well. Uh, I came prepared to cook, you know, uh, for me, the biggest part is always having a uh, great meat. I feel if you, if you start a cook off with 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 excellent quality meats, uh, you're ahead of competition. And Clarence, I did just that. Let me let me interrupt you here for two quick questions. You know, hot is subjective depending on where you're at in the world. So, Texas hot is perhaps a little different than Cleveland hot. So, what's a hot day for you down there? You know, you often hear the term. Uh, uh, it's a different type of heat. Yeah. But when you when you throw in that humidity, when you throw in that humidity that, that Texas has, uh, seventy five degrees uh, often feels closer to ninety. And I absolutely uh, early early this year, uh, last weekend, I think we are already hitting ninety five, ninety eight degrees. Oh my! Uh, and and with humidity, you know, uh, your, your 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 skin is blistering the entire day that you're out there. I'm one of those guys that cook without an RV or without a trailer, so I'm in the elements uh, all day long. Uh, I love it, though. I think uh, it, it allows me to focus somewhat and stop worrying about the heat and, and focus on my uh, on my cooking. I was able to do that last weekend. Clarence, is when you talk about humidity, um, when I talk to some pitmasters that get into you know cooking in elevation or they're cooking in rainy conditions, do you find that the humidity will affect the performance of your cooker to some degree, or is it uh, really not that influential? You know, Greg, there are days uh, when my pit burns flawlessly, and other days uh, it, it struggles uh, to some degree. And uh, when I say struggle, you know, I have to pay more attention to my fire. And I've never really bothered to, to pay attention as to uh, the, the effect of humidity or whatnot. Uh, I, I stay close by and uh, uh, keep an eye on my pit and uh, adjust things as, as necessary. I've got a great pit. Uh, tends to do uh, well uh, 90% of the times uh, for whatever reasons, uh, based on conditions. Every once in a while, uh, you know, I'll get a little more smoke blown out of that pit than I want to. What are you uh, running? Again, I'm right there to adjust. What kind of pit you're running? I'm cooking on a gator pit. Oh. One of the best pits out there. Yeah, Gator Richie Robin makes a great pit. What uh, what model yes, are you running? What what model? I've got I've got the uh the captivator. Uh it's 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 large enough uh for me to, to cook for larger parties and small enough that I can do uh uh just my basic competition meat. So I think uh, it was a great uh decision on my part and I haven't looked back uh since I got it uh three years ago. Do you find, and, and certainly I don't want a, a, a guy that stereotypes different cookers from, you know, different places, but you find, you know, different sanctioning bodies like uh, KCBS seems to, I mean, they, they love the jambo pits, they love the pellet-fired cookers, uh, they love the ceramic-style cookers. Same thing with Florida Barbecue Association, but it's my uh, understanding, at least from talking to some of the other pit masters aside from yourself, that in Texas, IBCA, the the... Uh, the Lone Star and, you know, the Texas Gulf Coast, that you guys are perhaps a little bit more still on that traditional offset style stick burner uh, for the cookers. 
Yes, uh, and that's uh, that's always a hot topic here in Texas. Uh, stick burner versus uh, the vaults and some of the uh, the other uh, uh, non uh, wood traditional wood burning uh, pits. Uh, I, I don't think you can beat a uh, stick burner for, for the, the flavor and color that uh, it produces. You know, I think that, that incomplete burn you get with, uh, with, with natural wood uh, adds something that uh, you won't get with a, with a vault or a, uh, uh, one of those types. Uh, I, always, I always refer to them as uh, easy bakes, uh, and uh, that gets me in trouble sometimes. But <laughs> Easy uh, they, they just they just don't produce uh, what a stick burner will. You just used a term that I have never heard anybody else use. You've coined a phrase, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to roll it out for you in case you missed it. You can't get an incomplete burn. What? <laughs> Most people would be heading for Z Hills when you hear incomplete because it sounds almost as a negative, but obviously it's not, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, uh, I think those those woods that have been pressed and processed and whatnot, they've had some of the life taken out of them. Uh, and uh, with with the uh, the natural wood that these stick burners are, you still got some of those uh, impurities. And those impurities, I think, add something to uh, the flavor of uh, cooked meats. Clarence Joseph joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Mama and Papa's Barbecue Team. Uh, we, we went uh, divergently off track on uh, two weeks ago when you won the uh, grand championship at Smoking Pits for pause. Uh, there was another thing that you said, and, and we'll get back to how you uh, beat everybody there here in a second. Quality of meat is key, and having the best quality of meat starting out is going to help you, uh, giving you the best chance uh, to put out a product that's going to win. So for you and for the team, what does having the best quality meats mean for you and if that means that you know you're sponsored by somebody please by all means give out the names because that's what we want to know about here on this show but what does using the best meats mean to you uh the best meats mean that uh for my rib uh, i'm not sponsored by anybody for rib so that means i've got a uh, trio of supermarkets uh not a trio there are five supermarkets in my local area that i have plotted and I will hit those five supermarkets about three times a week, whether I'm wow. competing or not, looking for a specific type of rib. Uh, I've got a, uh, a brisket sponsor, uh, and uh, uh, I don't have any problems with, with quality briskets. Who uh, is it? Cooper's, uh, Bar- Cooper's uh, Meat Market uh, here in San Antonio uh, really helps me out with uh, quality briskets. Uh, chicken tend to be chicken uh, wherever you go as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, again, uh, I go, I go on, on quest sometimes looking for quality ribs. So here's the question, right, uh, Clarence, because when you say chicken is chicken, uh, that's a completely different mindset from where you're at uh, cooking IBCA or some of the Texas contests than I would normally have uh, via Pitmaster here on the show, which are looking for uniform-shaped sizes. I mean, you're probably cooking... Uh, a whole chicken and you're cutting it in half. Uh, I, I mean, I doubt you're probably buying half chicken somewhere because that's what you have to turn in in a Texas contest. You're not turning in just chicken thighs, but you're turning in a half chicken. So yep. when I guess the better question perhaps is when you're looking at the whole chicken, what are you looking for uh, that you think is going to give you the best chance to win? Well, I'm looking for a, uh, a chicken with a, uh, with a wider skin. Uh, the white skin uh, tends to be a little less uh, fatty than uh, 
yellower skin. Uh, I usually uh, buy three birds uh, for a competition, and, and I want wow. all my birds to be approximately the same size. Uh, you know, all our chickens come with their, in, in some sort of brine solution when you buy them. So uh, we, we, most, most Texans, uh, we brine those chicken, chickens as well. Uh, and I, I split mine. I don't, I don't buy half chickens. I like to do my own prep work. I think I can do a little bit better job than a, uh, than a butcher in the supermarket. So no, <laughs> I, I don't buy half chickens. Do they sell half chickens? Like on a yes, regular they do. They still have these, uh, chickens. I see them very often in cook-offs, uh, but uh, these guys that show up with, with these half chickens at cook-offs, uh, very often they open, they open that package, and uh, they're not certain what they have. You know, they're up to uh, whatever that butcher gave them. Uh, I like to do Are you then just putting it on, I mean, after you spice it up the way you want it, just on the cooker at that point and cooking it temp, or are you going to... Hmm, uh, do the the weird stuff that some of the other sanctioning bodies do, like uh, pans and butter and all this other stuff. No, uh, you know uh, I tried that butter thing at uh, when I cooked out American Royale. Uh, wasn't the biggest fan of it here in Texas. Uh, I think in Texas uh, we're pretty much a high heat guy, straight in the oven, uh, straight straight in the pit. Uh, no, uh, no butter, no butter. Clarence Joseph joining me here on the show. Uh, so when you are doing ribs, chicken, and brisket uh, out at the Smoking Pits for Paws, uh, obviously a, a great cook. What did you like, and, and what did you think maybe you, you could have done a little bit better, uh, I guess, for dichotomy at that competition? Believe it or not, Greg, uh, I absolutely loved everything I turned in. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've been around this, this game long enough to understand that uh, – on any given day, uh, what you like isn't necessarily what the uh, what the judges are going to like. Uh, I wasn't uh, surprised at the results. Uh, matter of fact, I, I was disappointed in, in my chicken score. Uh, I mean, it did well, but I really thought it was going to do better. Uh, the, the ribs and uh, brisket uh, hit exactly where I thought they, uh, they could hit. Uh, so it was one of those cooks uh, that, where everything went very well, everything went uh, as planned. And here in Texas, I often say, uh, you know, if, if I can hit all my marks, if I can turn in what I set out to turn in, I'm happy regardless of uh, how the judges may feel. And uh, that's, that's the way it was last weekend. Uh, and it worked out in my favor. Clarence, if I could ask you one more question here before I let you go, and I should have allowed for more time here on this, but... Uh, you know, in this show, we, we talk a lot about cooking classes, and I know you've been uh, giving some cooking classes. So uh, if you could, uh, A, promote whatever you have coming up potentially, and, uh, you know, what, what are you doing in your classes and, and why people would want to sign up for something you gave it? Oh, Greg, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, uh, sure. My cooking class uh, has been – my students have been performing beyond my expectations. You know, I, uh, I practiced my format for about a year and a half before I went public. Uh, this year, I'm pushing uh, probably uh, a little over 15 grand championships uh, uh, produced by my students. Uh, my class is a class where you bring your pit. Uh, I, I, uh, I expect my students to bring a complete setup as if they're in a, at, at a cook-off. They bring in meats and everything. Uh, I will show them my techniques. They're going to cook using my techniques. I also provide the products I'm using. 
uh, for them to try alongside theirs. And uh, the results have been uh, speaking for themselves. Hopefully nobody beating you directly in competition, right? Oh, I've had several of my students. Oh, oh, uh, oh no. <laughs> it's bittersweet, yes, right? I've had several of my students beat me in competition, and oh. uh, it's it's actually a very, very good feeling. I mean, I stand up and yell like uh, like it was my number called. So I, I, I absolutely love when they do. Uh, Clarence, you have another class coming up here? Yes, I've got a class this weekend, June Whoa. 20th. Uh, uh, and uh, then I've got two more, one in July, one in uh, in August. And those are my only scheduled classes left for the year. Uh, and uh, my classes uh, fill out uh, fairly quickly once, uh, once they're opened up because I think people have recognized uh, that uh, there's some value to gain from uh, from taking this uh, my particular class. Uh, where can they go to sign up, Clarence? Uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm currently working on a web page of my own. So right now, I'm advertising using my face my Facebook page. Uh, anybody would like to sign up, I just have to go and find Mom and Papa Joe's uh, on Facebook, uh, uh, or or just ask around, and anybody can give them my information. Uh, Mom and Papa Joe's on Facebook. I, I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity to plug myself, uh, Greg. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Clarence Joseph, the pitmaster of Mom and Papa Joe's barbecue team, as he said, find him on Facebook. Get into those uh, classes. Obviously, if you know, if if, if class and you're going turning around and beating the uh, the guy that taught the class, that's got to speak volumes of how good the class actually is. Uh, he is Clarence Joseph. Uh, Clarence, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank you much, Greg. You got it. There he is. You take care. Is there a better guy in barbecue than Clarence freaking Joseph right now? No way. Wow. What a great interview. That went by, like, super quick. I actually went over five minutes because the conversation was great. Uh, If you are in the Texas area and you want to get down with what Texas is all about, he's one of the guys that you're going to want to get into. Mama and Papa Joe's barbecue team on Facebook. Check it out. I cannot believe that they are going to review this for flagrancy. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. I'm talking to you about suckle busters right now. I'm not going to talk to you about the calves that are down by six. Better than 12. Let me talk to you about new products. Honey barbecue glaze and finishing sauce based on suckle busters award-winning honey barbecue sauce. This is a thin barbecue glaze finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. It's super sweet, not super spicy. It's red, real red. How red? They use an American paprika to bring out that red color. That's how red it is. Brush it on the last 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. It leaves a glossy red sheen on that meat for an added extra layer of flavor. Take the competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Dan Arnold, ready to give a bottle away right now. You want to try it out? Shoot me an email, and in the subject line, put whole nother level. Whole nother level. And I'll give you a bottle of Suckle Buster's Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. You can't you can't beat it. The award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce, that's what it was based out of. You'll get Suckle Buster's Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Send me that email in the subject line, whole nother level. All right, we're going to reload here and uh, close out the first hour. We'll get ready for the second as the Golden State Warriors just turned it over, and it's 
Did we get a timeout? Did we get a timeout? Did we get a timeout? No. Great. Get, get a break. Anyway, we're back right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. 216-220-0966, Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. 32.26 with about uh, six and a half left to go. I know my stream is probably a little bit delayed. Timothy Mozgov just fouled here. Looks like maybe Tristan Thompson will be going to the line. It's close. If we can keep it within five and a half, I'll be happy. Thanks again to Clarence Joseph for coming on. Is that Sean Marion? Hold on a sec. Who? Oh, no, that's Timothy. Sorry. thought Sean Marion was I was like, no way. Uh, thanks again to Clarence Joseph for coming on this past segment. Uh, we'll uh, recap a little bit, react to that a little bit, and get ready for the second hour. It is the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Jennifer Paulinus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate 54 wieners. Come listen, Laverne, you shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> We have top men working right now. Just like that, we're into the second hour. Had to make me a new tasty beverage. That's the green screen making that, by the way. That's not me. All right, you have found the Barbecue Central show, the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We are broadcasting live and direct from the Barbecue Hall of... The what? The uh, barbecue capital of the North Coast. Oh, my God. 
and home of Game 6 of the NBA Finals. That's right, folks. The Cavs, the Golden State Warriors, getting it on. Getting it on. Absolutely. So looking forward to that here this evening. Hopefully. I know a lot of people, I was like, man, how can I possibly do a show tonight when the Cavs are playing potentially their last game? Am I a bad fan if I don't watch? But as I said before, and I typed in the instant chat room, I'm a centralite first. As I stole, as I stole, as I, as I told Stephen Reichlin, I'm a centralite first, everything else sec. Obviously, uh, between the 75 people connected on the Audible-only stream and the 50-plus uh, connected to the TV stream and who knows how many people connected on Roku and streaming live on YouTube, you guys are centralized first, too. Thank you. Thank you. Matt Boer weighing in. To be honest, I was not expecting a full show tonight. Guess what? I'm in, baby. Two outs. Uh, if you wanted to know who won the contest at the end of last hour, it is none up. Look, I'm remiss. I am remiss. Now, this week I was not able to put together the newly installed portion of a segment called the Weekly Barbecue Roundup. Uh, but I am remiss in not mentioning the fact that a gentleman, a competitive barbecue cook has really taken the proverbial reins when I said I would love to get more involved in the Texas stuff and get the news on the Texas stuff and report the Texas stuff and make it like the KCBS and the FBA that I would normally do. And Doug Scheiding from Row Cookers is that guy. And he provides me with weekly Texas updates like clockwork every Sunday. So if I am able to produce the weekly barbecue segment, uh, the weekly barbecue roundup segment. Uh, I have his stuff. But even if I'm not, uh, he's offering suggestions on interviews and making me stay connected to the Lone Star State and that competition barbecue realm. And I am endlessly grateful for Doug. Shout out to Doug. Shout out. He won, uh, by the way, the uh, Suckle Busters sauce giveaway contest. So... Doug, if you know, send me another email with your shipping address. I'll send that off to Dan Arnold, and he will get you the new honey barbecue glaze rub that you're, or uh, sauce that you're finishing sauce. You're going to love. And uh, I don't know why I want to see that. I love aerial shots of Golden State Warriors making great shots on the cast. No, I don't. I don't like that. One second, I don't. Clarence Thomas was incredible this past segment in the first hour. Can't wait to have him on again. I mean, he bring you can tell that guy's passionate about cooking in general, about the sanctioning bodies that he's in. And as a host, I appreciate that enormously. Plus he's bringing the great energy. He's humble. You know, I love a humble guy. I'm a humble guy too, so I always appreciate the humbleness. Uh, still to come on the show tonight, another Texas cook, a guy who just won the uh, Barbecue Pitmasters TV show this past week, Junior Urias, up in smoke. Oh, they just scored again. You got to get it closer, guys, before half. You got to get it closer. 
The 2015 Sam's Club Barbecue Series rolled into Charleston, South Carolina this past weekend. This was a local event that feeds the South Haven, Mississippi Regional Final. And those top six teams moving on to the regional in particular order. Grand Champion. Look, I got to say this. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan of a lot of barbecue competition cooking team names, right? Rub One Out Barbecue, Cereal Griller Barbecue, Iowa Smoky D's, all this stuff. The grand champion of the Charleston, South Carolina, Sam's Club Local, may or may not have just the best currently the best barbecue team name ever with a 679 and 9 so let's call it a fresh 680 big dicks barbecue reserve grand champion former guest on this show or a guest at one point on this show 420q Third place, Yes Deer Barbecue. Fourth place, Some Are Swine. Fifth place, County Line Q. And sixth place, making it into the regional final, Blazing Bullets Barbecue. Uh, the points discrepancy between one and six running oh, almost exactly 16 points. So a fairly sizable gap between uh, one and six. They are, however, all running up to the South Haven, Mississippi Regional Final. The next Sam's Club event will be this coming weekend, as I mentioned earlier in the first hour. June 20th, Bowling Green, Kentucky, a local qualifier also feeding the South Haven, Mississippi Regional Final. Folks, I don't want to go out of my way to make notice or put on notice the rest of the competing teams at the Bowling Green Kentucky Sam's Club local. Anybody have any idea where Bowling Green Kentucky is? And I'm not talking about where it is on the map, but who is in and around Bowling Green Kentucky? The current KCBS Team of the Year, Donnie Bray, Warren County Porkchop. Watch out now! Watch out, backyard. <laughs> Telling me that ain't going to be a tough one? Watch out. Might be a battle between two and six. If you got betting money, if you want to get down, call Vegas, see if they got odds on the Sam's Club local event going down in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I don't know how that's not a foul. All right, let's uh, go ahead and recap the KCBS FBA Team of the Year standings as they are right now as of June 16th, 3 o'clock in the afternoon today, or 1,500. Setting atop the KCBS Team of the Year race with 2582 Clark Crew Barbecue, Travis Clark. I'm close to winning two in a row, by the way. Number two, a guy that took GC from Clark Crew Barbecue crew this past weekend, leaving Travis Clark with, oh, a GC. Awesome, by the way. Or uh, RGC, by the way, which is a great effort. Darren Worth, Iowa Smoky D's, 24-83. And then a show favorite 
And, uh, you know, my thoughts going out to this pit master, David Qualls, American Dream Barbecue team. Uh, he did suffer a personal loss this past weekend. His friend, the team named after this particular individual, the American Dream, if you are a fan of any sort of professional wrestling entertainment, you know who I'm talking about. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes passed away earlier. And uh, David uh, names his team after uh, Dusty Rhodes. He passed away, so uh, thoughts going out to David. And I hope you're doing well and uh, dealing with Dusty's passing. Untimely, of course, as it always is. Uh, But we're thinking about you. And uh, love what you're doing out there on the circuit. Uh, Cereal Griller, fourth. Yellow River Barbecue, fifth. We go to the FBAs. Little has changed, really, in the top. Hot Wachulas, Matt Barber, number one. Sweet Smoke Q. And Jim Elser, number two. Swamp Boys, Rub Bagby, creeping up there on everybody at third. Good Buddies Barbecue, fourth. Blitz Creek Barbecue, fifth. And you are now updated. All right, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you are looking for automatic pit temperature control devices, like for your dad, maybe he got a really cool pit last year. Maybe you got him. A really cool barbecue pit last year, and it's live fire. And he's complaining, I don't know what to do with it anymore. I can't keep temperature. It's hard. How about a barbecue guru? Let's, let's take it back a notch. Let's let him regain the pit mastership of his pit. Now, if you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature in one set, keeps it running at that set temperature all the way through the cook. If you're a busy working professional, if you're constantly on the run with kids, if you just don't want to take the time to learn your barbecue pit and want something that'll do it for you, the Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. All right, so here we go. Top and bottom levels, right? Most expensive, the CyberQ Wi-Fi. If you have smart device, wireless internet connection. If you don't, it'll generate its own wireless internet connection. You can log on that way. You can conduct cooking on two different pits. You can monitor internal temperatures of four different meats. You don't even have to go to the pit to make any adjustments, period. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your tablet. You can do it from your laptop computer from your netbook if you have a smart device that connects to wi-fi that's how you do it or you can go to the cruise control of the automatic temperature control device line the party queue at 149 bucks easiest point of entry works on a number of different pits you can get another to another or one from the next to the next runs on double a batteries it's great you can get the onyx oven that runs on all of the automatic pit temperature control devices that the barbecue guru makes so you head on over to the bbqguru.com or you call them 800-288-GURU g-u-r-u they will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box 800-288-GURU or the bbqguru.com barbecue guru a breakthrough in barbecue technology we are back with junior urias from up and smoke we're going to talk tv we're going to talk more texas barbecue we're going to talk about how the Cavs are still waffling at seven points to the minus. Oh, my God. We still got a half left. We're all in, Cleveland. We're all in. Stick around. 
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, here we go. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by cookandpellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N, cookandpellets.com. What? Oh, oh, you got to shoot the ball, son. You got to shoot the ball, son. God. You can't come to the NBA and be afraid to pull the trigger in the biggest stage. You can't be afraid to pull the trigger. God. Oh, that's so annoying. Now we're going for a four-point swing. I can't believe it. Uh, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit cookingpellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit amazon.com as well to purchase. If you are a fan of Barbecue Pitmasters, then you are a fan of my next guest as he just won the most recent episode. Pitmaster of Up and Smoke, Junior Urias, joining me here on the show. Junior, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing real good. How are you, Greg? Absolutely fabulous, Junior. Appreciate you uh, joining me here tonight. As I say, on a game number six NBA Finals night where the Cavs are currently only five points down, baby. Yeah, we're making a comeback. Oh, wait, we just dropped two. Now we're down seven. Oh, my God. Can you, Junior, you come, you know, you're you're Texas guy. You've seen some success there in a number of different sports. I mean, I'm a Cleveland guy. I am dying here as I'm watching. I'm literally watching the NBA Finals on my phone in my basement as I do a barbecue show. Is that pathetic, <laughs> or is that a team player? Well, you know what? I, I see it both ways. It's it's team player, and, you know, you got to support your own team, and, you know, that's sometimes that's the only way to go. That's right. And also, of course, it is pathetic. You don't have to say that's it. I'll say right. it. I know. It is pathetic. All right, so yeah. uh, Junior Urias joining me here on the show. Junior, let me ask you something. Sure. Is it freaking annoying when people say Junior Urias? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, it really isn't because so many people wait, uh, say it so many different ways. <laughs> I've heard it say Urias, Urias, your the other word, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but man, those dude. people are a-holes that say that. <laughs> Literally. No pun intended, of course, right? Right, right. Oh my! No, Lord. not really. You know, I, I hear it so many different ways. I've heard it so many ways growing up that you know it really doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me anymore. All right. So just to uh, set all records straight, here's the uh, timpani drum. Once and for all, you tell us what the correct way of saying it is. Urias. Of course. I'm not even going to go into why that's correct. Uh, of course, we're dealing with a different set of vowels that I know specifically. But nevertheless, if people aren't going to take the time to learn it, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, Junior Urias joining me here on the show, Pitmasters of Up and Smoke. All right, so let's uh, take it all the way back, broad scope, uh, or broad scope all the way back up. Uh, at some point, Junior, you weren't competing, and you were fucking barbecue. And maybe is barbecue something that has always just kind of been around the family and, and in the blood and something you grew up in? 
You know, you know, Greg, it, it really has. I uh, grew up uh, learning how to cook from other pitmasters. We used to have a, they used to call it camp meetings, and once a year for an entire week, uh, we'd feed around 600 people wow. uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And through all this, everything was done over coals and fire and stuff like that. No, no electricity whatsoever. No TVs. Uh, just real old school. Um, just under some sheds cooking. That's it. You know, and I, I gained uh, the love for it right there and there. I think I was probably about 13 when I started going. Of course, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't cooking then. I was picking up dishes and and doing all the raw stuff. But, you know, throughout the years, uh, they uh, picked up that, you know, this guy can actually cook, and he started showing me some of the stuff. And, and you know, Greg, I, I learned how to cook over coals, and, and, you know, you just it's a beautiful way of learning it. Junior Uri is joining us here on the show. Uh, Junior, as you talk about kind of gaining that wisdom and uh, going through, I guess, what you could call a, a proverbial school of hard knocks when it comes to barbecue. When do you decide or how are you introduced to competition? And then when do you decide to, to make the leap into that? Well, you know, I was, of course, you know, picked up the love of cooking and stuff like that. And I always wanted to impress my family, my friends. So, you know, it just became a every weekend type deal. And we'd cook out, you know, I'd, I'd turn on the smoker and, and you know, trial and error, and as I went, I started picking up some good ways of cooking stuff, and everybody started telling me, you know what, you ought to start going to cook-offs. So, uh, you know, I think the first cook-off was in, I want to say, 1999, I, I started competing in cook-offs, which they were just local cook-offs, non-sanctioned, uh, but that's where I uh, started, you know, liking it. Now, is that a particular uh, sanctioning body? Obviously, in Texas, there's you know two, three different factions that are out there. Was it IBCA or Texas Gulf Coast or you know where where did you start at? You know, the the first ones they were non-sanctioned. Yep. You know, in our area, there's not that many cookouts. So, uh, you know, my first sanctioned event uh, was IBCA, and uh, you know, I, I started doing the IBCA stuff, and I started liking it. Then I went to start doing some Lone Star Barbecue uh, Society. And, you know, they were all right. I, I uh, had a good time, but I, I wanted to venture a little bit more further than just Texas stuff. And, you know, that's when I got introduced to KCBS. So when you look at a, a Texas-style competition, you have brisket, you have ribs, and you have uh, half chicken. And then you look at KCBS, uh, you have brisket, ribs, pork, and uh, chicken as well. Uh, the chicken is obviously right. different. I mean, you're looking at more or less thighs to turn in, uh, to deal with pork shoulder, which you don't have to deal with in Texas. Uh, so that's a whole other meat that you have to kind of master and, and be able to turn in and get good scores to give your chance a, a shot at winning. Uh, how do you go about preparing, you know, to A, add that meat and then make those uh, those changes in box building and all this other stuff to give your shot uh, or give yourself the best shot at starting to win. Well, you know what? Uh, doing doing a few KCBS has actually made me a better cook and the IBCA just because of the fact that 
you had to get four boxes in 30 minute intervals done. And, and you know, when you're by yourself, it, it's usually real hard to do that. So you, I did a few KCBSs like that. And, um, you know, I just got picked up a method that would work for me and, and I brought it over to the IBCA and I started doing the same. And, uh, you know, it, it was a big, big game changer for me. So, you know, I, I think being versed with all sanctioning bodies is it's going to help you in some way, fashion, and form. When you look at uh, flavor profiles specifically, did you find that the Texas style competitions had a preference to, to one flavor profile you, and uh, KCBS was completely different, or were they pretty much similar? No, uh, you do see a lot of change, you know, in Texas, well, especially in my area. You bring a little bit of sweet with some nice heat, you know. You got to have some heat, brother, right there. It's got to kick you, you know. Uh, so, you know, you really can't. Uh, depends where you're going, you know. Um, there's there's some KCBSs here in Texas. Uh, they're starting to be becomes a lot more. So, uh, you know, the flavor profiles just really depend on what region you are. Uh, being KCBS, IBCA, and, and so forth. But uh, in our area, you know, you, you got to bring a little bit of heat with some uh, sweet. Talk to me about the heat. Is that a cayenne situation? Is it a habanero situation with like a, a pepper jelly deal? How do you how do you come about your heat, and what do you think heat-wise works best for the judges? Well, you know, what I've, I've learned, especially on some of my uh, rubs, I have cayenne in it. Uh, and I think it, it, I think you got to have a few peppers in there. You know, I, I got cayenne and also uh, some wahil chilies. You get a bite at the front end, and then you get a bite at the ass end. Uh, I, I think you need that uh, just to catch the judge's attention. And, uh, you know, I think it makes a big difference. Junior Urias joining us here on the show, Up in Smoke Barbecue Team's Pitmaster. All right, Junior, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit of TV. I mean, this is certainly isn't your first foray as it was this past weekend into Barbecue Pitmasters. You were on, I believe, a season ago in the, the, the Texas version. Uh, so I guess first and foremost, I mean, you're experienced in the competition scene. You see Barbecue Pitmasters kind of taking over Destination America on the TV side. It was uh, a John Marcus situation there for a number of years. I think he's kind of uh, gotten out of that uh, at this point. But what did you do to to get on Barbecue Pit? I guess why did you want to get on Barbecue Pitmasters? You know, I think one of the main reasons was I've always looked up to some a lot of these guys uh, on these shows, and I thought, man, one of these days I want to do that. And lo and behold, you know, I, I uh, kept on. Uh, just doing the barbecue scene and, and just getting around and meeting all these folks and doing good at these competitions. Uh, my main reason was really to build up my barbecue business here at home. You know, I got a full-time catering business and, and mainly it was just to, I guess, to let the people know that I could compete at that level and also uh, run a good business in, in that sense. Are you a competitive guy by nature, Junior? I really am, you know. <laughs> uh, you have to be, you know, to to have a, to be in the competition world. I think you have to have some sort of competitive 
edges to you, and and uh, you have to have it to run a business as well. You know, I was going to say to to have a business in a barbecue business in Texas probably means you're pretty freaking competitive because there's uh, barbecue all over the place down there. That's right. That's right. You know, especially in my hometown, you know, you got these wannabes, uh, and you just got to put them in check every now and then. <laughs> you know, just got to let them know where you're at and and uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I definitely, you got to be competitive. Uh, if I wasn't competitive, I don't think I would be where I'm at today. Uh, it's just a natural nature that comes through. And, you know, it's part of cooking, I think. So you have to make a like a promo video to catch the, uh, the the caster's eye. What do you do in your promo video to to get on that first season? You know, I, I think you really just have to stand out, show a little bit of your character, your 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 true inner uh, character. I think it has to come out, you know, because there's so many good cooks out there. You know, there's endless amount of good cooks, and. Uh, I think you just have to show your genuine nature. Uh, and, and I think that's what they saw in me. And, and they knew I could start a fire. So, you know, they thought, why did you just give this guy a shot? <laughs> so, but uh, anyways, it worked out for us. That first season, it was you and uh, was it was it Meat Church as well? It was Meat Church yep. and also uh, J.D. Davidsmeyer from uh, San Antonio. That's right. Okay. We did. Yeah, yeah, we did a brisket flat and also, uh, oh my gosh, it was a steak. Uh, and you cut a steak. Because the Vegas strip Yeah, steak. the Vegas That's strip steak. That's right. Yeah, sure was. So are you, when you're doing it, are you completely comfortable with everything? I mean, obviously what we're seeing is finished product is one thing, and uh, how it actually goes down in a, raw form, uh, in a raw format is probably a little bit different. I mean, obviously they're wanting to keep it true as much as possible, but they need to make it a uh, TV as well. Uh, are you completely comfortable with both proteins once you get them? You know what? Uh, when I, yeah, especially the brisket, you know, I, I'm cooking yeah, brisket and I love cooking brisket. You know, I, I, I do it every day for my business. Um, I was super comfortable with brisket, the biggest strip steak. Uh, I had a little bit of concern just because I didn't know. And it was a new cut, but I, I, think my I I just want to keep it simple so I knew it just cook it like a steak it needs to be treated like a steak and uh, that's what I did and you know it worked out for me so at the in the end uh, how did season one play out for you season one played out very well you know I ended up uh, winning the the barbecue pit master episode with the Texas episode and and we're fortunate enough to proceed to the semifinal rounds to go up against uh, Robbie Royal and John Coon. Yep. And uh, Robbie won that know, season. It was right? awesome. Robbie won that season. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he won the entire. Uh, he won the grand champion for uh, barbecue pitmasters last year. All right. So this year, now they're doing uh, like barbecue pitmasters all star. So. Uh, do they just recontact you and say, hey, we're going to do an all-star version of this and are you interested in coming back? Or do you have to kind of like redo a promo video with, you know, all the other people that they might be having to, to ask to come back? How does that come about? You know, we, I didn't have to do a promo video and uh, I'm not sure on any other if they had to do any or not. Uh, 
they did contact me. They, uh, I, I think they contacted all the past season uh, winners of the region, and uh, they contacted me and, and asked me if I want to do this. And if I had a chance or opportunity to go up against somebody, who would it be? And, you know, I, I Robbie Royal, I was like, man, I, I got to get my jazz back at Robbie Royal. And, <laughs> you know, they made it happen. Wow. So, uh, dude, it was sweet. I was so fortunate to be able to go back on and compete against him and John and um, awesome people, you know. It, it's just the barbecue world's awesome people. I have not met uh, a lot of people that just I wouldn't call friends. So anybody I meet in the barbecue world, they become my friends and, and vice versa. So, But, yeah, it was awesome to be able to compete against them. For the people that didn't get to watch the episode uh, this past week, uh, what were the proteins that you guys were cooking? You know what? The proteins we got, um, it was a beef shoulder clod, and uh, we also had a one-bite challenge. And the one-bite challenge had uh, sausage. It was five different sausages we had to do. And uh, what else was it? Hmm. Let's see. So beef shoulder clod. Okay, hold on. What else was it? <laughs> you were on the you were on the great, show, but... right? I'm sorry. You were on the show, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just can't remember, man. I'm just uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of it. So but, yeah, it was a beef. I'm telling you that beef shoulder clod. I I could barely lift up, you yeah. know. And and obviously on, they won't show it on on video, but I was holding this beef shoulder clod for over like 30 minutes everybody was uh by the end of the filming holding it i was like oh man i had it over my shoulders it was so heavy it's like 20 something pounds and to hold it in one hand for over 30 minutes it's like wow so everybody had a kick robbie was giving me hell you know he was making funny jokes about it and stuff like that and we all had a good time but uh yeah it was it was funny holding that big uh beef shoulder prod was bigger than me. <laughs> did you have uh, did you have a, a a cooker or did everybody have a cooker that was going to be able to accommodate you know a 20 23 pound situation? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think they they, they asked us what type of smokers we had, the dimensions and all that. Uh, that way, I, I think they had a plan to see what proteins we could cook on our smokers, and then. Uh, you know, of course, they give you, you give them the dimensions and, and so forth. And, uh, anyways, I was I was able to do uh, all the proteins with the smokers that I had. So it worked out great. Uh, sausage is, you know, aside from brisket, which is heavily laden in the Texas uh, pantheon of, you know, barbecue history, uh, sausage also is uh, one of those things. So what did you do for uh, for the sausage challenge? Well, you know what I did, Greg? Um, you know, I, I had some jalapenos. I, uh, all the five different sausages, I cut them to little bit pieces, real small pieces. Then I added some cream cheese. Uh, I seasoned that up, and then I added some cheddar cheese. And uh, wrapped it with bacon and uh, did it on a hot flame. And, wow, man, it was they were super good. Um, of course, I didn't win the one-by challenge, but... They were awesome. It almost sounds kind of like, a, to a certain degree, like an atomic buffalo turd, if you will. 
that's it. That's it. You know, Atomic Buffalo Curd, uh, I'll call them Texas Twisters. Um, there's just so many variances with them. But, uh, oh, you know what? The other poking was the ribs. Maybe back ribs. Oh, you know, not in Texas. Oh, boy. Dude, you know why I couldn't remember them? Because they were so small. That's why. <laughs> I knew it. There had to be some. I mean, everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, Junior, can you hold on uh, through a break here, and we'll pick it up here after the break? You bet. You bet. All right. Absolutely. Hold on one second here, and we'll uh, get you back here in just uh, a couple minutes. Uh, let me talk to you quickly before we get back to uh, Junior about the TV show. I'm going to talk to you about Stephen DeFranco and Stephen DeFranco Jewelers Barbecue Jeweler to the Stars. That's right. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Father's Day is coming up Sunday. Look, I'm here to tell you, if you have started to wait and wait and wait, and now you're on the... It's not too late with Steve to get a beautiful handcrafted timepiece. That's right. Don't get the crappy gifts for dad that you would normally get. He doesn't want them. I know I'm a dad. I don't want crappy gifts. I want Boliva watches. Starting under 200 bucks. Boliva watches come in the traditional quartz and retro style versions. Chronograph skeletons fill out the timepiece selection. Then you can get a precisionist. I got one of those. Want the most accurate watch in the world? Who doesn't? Precisionist is just that watch. Exclusive movements. Breaks down the second hand in the 16 segments per second, giving that second hand a smooth-moving appearance. The Cadillac of the bowl of a wine is the Accutron. That's right, I got one of those two. Accutron is the pinnacle of high-end design without breaking the bank, starting below 600 bucks. The bowl of a Accutron gives you the high-end style, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the bank. You gadget guy, of course you are. Barbecue guys are gadget guys. Citizens is perfect for the gadget guy. EcoDrive technology converts light and energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some citizens have multiple timers along with alarms and multiple time zones. So start a competition to one time zone and go to the next. You are backed up by the citizens. Philip and Company completes the watch timepiece starting at $8.95. Philip's watches not only have elegant European style, but they are affordable. Philip's watches are serial numbered and registered with Philip himself. Here's what you do. You go to stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. Then you give them a call after you've picked out what you like, 943-2700. Tell them you're a barbecue brother or sister. You listen to the show all the time, and he'll give you the real price. He's not allowed by the manufacturer to show that real discounted price on the website, by the way. Know that. 440-943-2700. Stephen DeFranco. We're back with more Junior Urias from Up in Smoke. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs. And the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Junior Uri is joining me here on the show. Junior, appreciate you hanging with me through the break here. Uh, one of the other things uh, that I wanted to ask you about, and, uh, well, I'm... 
let me back up just for a sec. Uh, in the instant chat, Matt Boer is asking me, Greg, ask Junior where he gets his boots from. He has some of the sickest boots on the face of the... Wow. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not a, a cowboy boot guy, but uh, where are you getting your boots from, Junior? Well, you know what? It's, it's funny. Um, I'm not a cowboy either, by no means. You know, I'm just <laughs> just a good old Mexican dude. That's it. Uh you know, I started wearing the cowboy boots because, uh, you know, it was just easy to put them on at cook-offs and get up and check your meat and go back to bed. Uh, like slippers. You know, I, I, I buy them locally from uh, a supplier here in Minden. Uh, he, you know, I buy them from him. You know, they're not nothing special or anything like that. Uh, but I do want to get me some custom boots with uh, my name and stuff on them. I think it'll be cool. So, I think at this point you got you got to be flexing them now at this point, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I gotta <laughs> I gotta put a Texas flag somewhere on there. So, uh, you know, that's my next step. <laughs> you know, get some cool boots. That's right. Got to get some uh, dynamite kicks to fill out the uh, repertoire there for Junior Rios up and smoke barbecue joining me here on the show uh junior all right so as far so you win uh this past week's competition you're going to be moving on does that automatically guarantee you the spot in the finals then like it did last year yeah you know uh if we go to the semifinals and we keep competing in so you got to wish us luck hopefully we uh move on to the finals i think it'll be awesome so um it's going to be not this coming thursday but the following thursday so i'll, I'll keep everybody posted on Facebook when we uh, go again. So, but uh, everybody can go to uh, junior Urias, J U N I O R. And then U uh, R I A S. And uh, I'll post everything there and you know, whoever's following, they can go right to that link and, and follow me there. All right. Make sure you come to my page and post on it too, because we got a lot of central lights and junior fans out there. So, Sure. We can uh, double your pleasure out there. Uh, Junior, let me ask you about something else here before I uh, turn you loose tonight. I'm always interested in talking to people that have a business interest in barbecue. And as you mentioned a little bit earlier, you have a catering company, but you also are into the rub situation. And I know, you know, 10 and, and years ago when I started doing, man, I can't believe I'm almost doing this show 10 years now. And the first two years wow. I did it, it was like podcasts. So it was only long format. And mm -hmm. I was editing the best 20 minutes of an hour-long conversation, and that's what I was putting up. And I used to do uh, interviews with a lot of different people, and one of those guys was Bill Cannon from uh, Texas Barbecue Rub, and that was one of the first rubs I was ever introduced to, and I thought it was just the best thing ever. And now, fast forward 10 years, there's like 25 billion rubs out there, and it's certainly popular to do. And you have a rub as well, so I wanted to get your take on how you came up with a rub and when you decided that what you had was good enough to take it to market. Well, you know how it started with my rubs was, you know, I was wanting to do something different. There's so many good rub makers out there that, uh, you know, I, I kind of had a sense that I wanted to do that as well. Of course, you know, the first two years, my rubs weren't doing too good. You know, I was mixing and matching. I was taking them to cook-offs and trying them. And, uh, you know, the, it just wasn't working great. So, you know, I, I started doing a little bit more research on, on some of these costs and, and kind of what they're using, the, the flavor profiles. The, uh, I wanted a unique rub that would work not only in my region, 
but the entire United States. And uh, that's how I came up with Junior's Rope Grub. Um, it's a very unique blend. Of course, I'll send you some, Greg, so you can try it. It is a, a very bold rub. Uh, you know, I just, it, it took me 10 years to create, and it's a very unique rub. There's nothing else like it. It works on from chicken to turkey to uh, brisket to ribs to anything, e- even vegetables. But uh, I got teams all over, you know, Texas, all over United States, basically, from Georgia to Florida using it and and winning, you know, grand champions almost every weekend with it. So um, it's an awesome rub. It's not usual to find somebody that has been able to capture, I guess, what you would call an all-purpose rub, something that you can put on... As you said, uh, a number of different proteins all the way out to vegetables and, and so forth and have it be just as dynamic as it is on those, as it is on a, a meat or a poultry or a fish or, or what have you. Um, so why do you think that you were able to pull this particular rub as a kind of an all-in, if you will? Well, you know, one of the main reasons is what's unique to this rub is if you use it on chicken and you use it on ribs, it will not taste the same. Oh. I, I, I made it to where with each poking and each, it, it changes its entire character. So you're not going to find the same taste on each poking. That's what I think is very unique. And uh, you don't find that in many rubs. Nope. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's maybe a handful that you can that actually does that. And uh, I consider mine one of the ones up there because of that. Uh, Junior, where and can, goes, go and ahead. It, and it goes very well with any sauce, any other rubs. Um, you know, like I said, from from Georgia all the way to California to uh, anywhere in the United States. Junior, where can people go to buy some of the uh, the great rub that you have going up? They can go. Uh, I actually have a page, Greg. Uh, they they can contact my main page, which which is Junior Urias. And then uh, I've got all my pages lined out. I'll go ahead and put it on uh, my site tonight so people can go to it, and I can share it on yours as well. Uh, but it's a, a page on its own. It's called Junior's Rub to Grub, and, uh, you know, they can go through there and, and, and message us. And, or I've got several retail, retail stores uh, all over the uh, United States, so we can uh, do that as well. Cool. Uh, Junior Urias joining me here on the show. Junior, where are you going to be competing at next? My next competition, I'm looking at my uh, cook-off schedule. looks like it's going to be in New Mexico, Artesia, New Mexico. And that's uh, it's going to be a KCBS. That's, uh, that's at some altitude, by the way, I, I would imagine as well. Oh, it is. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice cook-off. It's going to be... Uh, it's definitely hot, so we'll, yeah. we'll have to get adjusted to it. Uh, Junior Urias is the pit master of Up and Smoke. You can check him out. And uh, if you're going to be out in the New Mexico area where he's competing at, stop by, say hi, but uh, stay away when he's getting ready to prep. It's quite frankly, he's uh, all business, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Don't, very important. Uh, Junior, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming out tonight. Great. Appreciate you having me, man. Uh, thanks for everything. We'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, there he is. Junior Urias. Say it right, you bastard. I know.
Sometimes it's hard to say it right. Right? I know. All right. Uh, chime time. Ladies and gentlemen, chime time on the Cavs. Uh, Cavs have the ball right now in the forecourt. Turn it over. Steph Curry bringing it up over the timeline and then goes down right side. Uh, dribbling, he's got uh, Delavadova all over him. Steph Curry now feeding it into Andre Iguodala at the top of the key there and just past three point line. We're running down here on the shot clock over to uh, Clay Thompson. Now into Andre Iguodala. Now back to Clay Thompson. Lays it up. Oh, misses, but gets the foul. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was Steph Curry, by the way. He will have his rub link on my Facebook page as well. So if you've always been looking for a rub that is good on everything, as I said, how do you find a rub that's good on everything? You have a bunch of rubs out there that's good on this or good on that, but it's not good on everything. It's not an all-in rub. Well, this could be the one. Look for it on my Facebook page. You can uh, friend me on the Facebooks. Slash Greg, G-R-E-G dot Rempe, R-E-M-P-E. I would love to have you be my friend. I accept all friends. Uh, we're down by seven, folks. We're down by seven. About seven and a half to go. LeBron James left, stop, pops, and foul. Saw this story in the DailyMail.com. You're not going to be surprised when I say this, because quite frankly, I'm surprised... If you wouldn't dole out the same pain, barbecue lover stabs another woman in the eye with a fork in a dispute over the last rib. A barbecue lover allegedly, allegedly, stabbed another woman in the eye with a fork in a dispute over the last rib at a cookout over Memorial Day weekend. Sabrina Davis, 45, was arrested on Saturday night on a preliminary charge of criminal recklessness. The woman was attending a barbecue in Muncie, Indiana. Well known for their barbecue, Muncie, right? A lot of KCBS, FBA, and IBCA events going on in months. <laughs> Not really. When she raised the Irie of the host's daughter, Davis had apparently enraged her hosts by taking the last rib from the kitchen, according to the affidavit. Davis told police that the daughter accused her of taking all the food So what do you do when somebody takes all of the food at your party? What do you do? You stab her in the eye. Uh What? Wait, no, I don't do that. I've had people at my house take all of the food. And to date, I have yet to stab anybody in the eye. I would, I might want to, I might want to. The weapon was a fork. That Davis really been using to take food from the pan. I mean, what kind of karma is this? Do we talk about show karma on the show all the time? I just said show twice and it sounded very weird. We talk about show karma 
a lot on the Barbecue Central radio program. Because I don't want to say show again. So if you're a lady who's 45 and you're eating all of the barbecue food, all of it, you're eating all of the barbecue. Oh, my God. Put the ball over the rim, turd. Oh, so maddening. If you're eating all of the barbecue food and you're plowing in all of the barbecue food via a fork, don't be surprised if it's not your party and you're eating all of the barbecue food and you're ladling it in with a fork that it might wind up in your eye. Can't be surprised. Can't be surprising. You can't be surprised when you are in a severe monicum of pain because you have a barbecue fork sticking out of your eye. I ate all the barbecue food. Look, if I'm going to eat all the barbecue food at a party, party, I'm going to expect a fork to be jabbed into my cornea retina situation. It's just me. Uh, maybe you're not. I don't know what to say about that. James Jones missing from three-point land. This is bad. It's going to get out of hand right now. It's going to get out of hand right now. It's five minutes left in the third quarter, and we're, it's going to get out of hand. We can't miss shots. Can't miss shots. Can't miss shots, Cavs. They love to run, and they can run, and we're down eight, and it's not looking good. Get me to break, please, because I'm going to get ready to eat a... Eat a biscuit. Oh, you can't miss that shot either, pal. They're on a run. They're running. Dishing left. Donk. This game's over. Game's over. If you didn't know already, folks, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue. Number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grills and smokers, such as the Ace Old Hickory Ace BP. I'm sorry, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP. Gateway drum smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. Flavors from Sweet Money to Happy Ending have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition event, including the 2012 and 13 American Royal, 12 and 14 Jack, the 13 Kingsford Challenge, the 14 Livestock and Rodeo in Houston, also the 14 King of the Smoke. Don't think that BPS can be pigeonholed into competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known, they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse. With four of the nine BPS rubs featured on the permanent menu and amid glowing reviews, BPS is now proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Pop is also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous. They won this weekend, by the way. Congrats to Steph Franklin. West Coast offense, divine conventional wisdom. These two California-based rub cornered the market. Competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms shipped right to your door. American Kobe beef, caribou to pork, double R ranch meats, Big Papa Smokers meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado. 
Committed to bringing you the very best flavors. They're now carrying Swamp Boy sauce, the fine swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce. The new kids on the block. You can get them right there. Big Papa's has also created the brand ambassador program, the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country using the BPS rubs to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind... The BPS has been able to do all of this with only five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers, the website BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. We're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Let's go! All right, we're back. Let's go, Cass. 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 Come on, everybody. Say it with me. Let's go, Cass. Order left. We ain't done yet. We're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, baby. We got a whole quarter left. I'm feeling good. I can't believe. I can't believe we're this close. Can't believe we're this close. That's your uh, NBA champion MVP right there, by the way, when it happens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Thanks to... Oh, didn't mean to do that. Uh, Thanks to uh, Junior Urias for joining me on the show, Open Smoke Barbecue team. Uh, Friend me on the Facebooks, Greg.Rempy. Slash Greg.Rempy if you uh, want to get in on the Junior Urias rub. Doug Shiding says it's about a 6 out of 10 on the hot scale. So that's a little bit more than a little bit. Can I say that? It's a little bit more than a little bit. All right, here I go. I got to get out of here because I got to get ready for the last quarter. I did, two, I did two hours. Are you kidding me? I did two hours? I know none of you people would do it. All right, thanks to Junior Urias. Thanks to Clarence Joseph. Thanks to Stephen Reichland. Stephen freaking Reichland was on the show tonight, by the way, in case you missed it. Podcast will be up here in just an hour audibly. You'll get the video tomorrow if you want to see it. If you got the raw cast, oh. We got the raw cast iron, season it each and every time with a little bit of Pam or Crisco, let it burn back in for generations of rust-free service. Uh, most importantly, folks, basketball, soccer, whatever, forget about it. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your program host. and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night.